When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's been another whirlwind week in the life of Middlesbrough Football Club. Uh, welcome to this week's Tripe Supper. I'm Jonathan Taylor. I'm joined by Mr. Philip Talentire. Um, Dom Shaw is still, I think, sunning himself um, after his great North Run exploit uh, and Vicks on a day off. So it's just the two of us today as we look ahead to uh, the home game against QBR. But it's been... A busy week, Phil, uh, and we'll start with Tuesday's game at Aston Villa very briefly. Um, a draw, but given the circumstances, Gary Monk claims it, it was more than a point. I think, yeah, I think I think that's I think that's a fair comment. I think when you when you go down to ten men after three or four minutes, like Borough did, uh, and I know everyone says Villa are, are a poor side at the moment, but they've got good players. They were at home uh, when that incident happened. Their fans would have been fired up. Um, so I think it was a terrific effort from Middlesbrough to get a point there. Another clean sheet, and I, I, I do think clean sheets are what promotions are built on. I know we go back to the Aitor Karanka era and complain about sometimes a lack of goals, but there's not, there's no doubt about it. Aitor set his team up, didn't he, to, to to be hard to break down at the back, and I think it's promising that you know Borough have bedded in Dale Fry. Mm-hmm. He's done incredibly well. Darren Randolph's been getting plenty of praise and rightly so. Cyrus Christie's the kind of adventurous fullback fans like to watch. Interesting to see Fabio come in for George Friend the other day. Um, that's you know once over you'd have said George Friend was an absolute stick on, wasn't he, to start any game? And so that shows that Gary Monk's not afraid to to make changes. And it's not a case there of him favouring his own signing over George Friend, is it? I mean, Fabio was a player we all thought might leave in the summer. Um, so promising signs, a good point. I mean, obviously the big the big talking point, of course, was the sending mm. off. And I know you've got your opinion on it, John. Oh, for me, quickly. Uh, I thought both red cards were fair and uh, I'm staggered, frankly, that, that, that Lansbury's was overturned. Uh, for me, if you're going to have an appeals process, it's got to be, to, it's got to be in place to, to crack down on the real miscarriages of justice. You know when the, say, a player is wrongly identified and blamed for something he didn't do or, a, or, or the, the referee misses a clear punch. You know, those kind of things are, for me, what appeal processes are for. For subjective sendings off, like Adama Trier or like Lansbury, the referee was well placed. He, you know, you might have your own opinions, but you know, a lot of referees would have made the same decision in the same circumstances. I just think it weakens the referee's authority and it gives clubs an excuse just to to really frivolously appeal against everything because now Lansbury doesn't even have a yellow card, never mind a red. Well, that's the that's the odd thing, isn't it? I mean, I obviously watched it real time at Villa Park and as soon as Adama Traore went to make that challenge or went to block the ball on that touchline... Um, I thought he, I thought he was off straight away just by firstly the way that the uh, the home players reacted, which obviously you wouldn't expect them to react mm. in either way. The home fans, of, of course, as well. The way the referee went to the to, to the incident as well, and he dealt with it all day long. I kind of thought, right, he's going to get sent off here. Um, looking at it back, I think it was probably quite harsh. I think that. The conditions didn't help Traore, but equally I, I don't have too much sympathy because I think absolutely fine he was trying to block the ball and I agree with Gary Monk that he shouldn't 
um, criticises players too much for trying to do that but I think Traore possibly didn't take into account the conditions and he was a little bit of a victim of his own pace I think because normal people normal yeah. people yeah. don't run yeah. as fast I'd, I'd as that I'd still be on my way to the ball now if I'd exactly. said on Tuesday night so, normal people don't run that fast and the fact that Traore is so quick that was probably him at a canter and he was still lightning fast um, I think that probably worked against him as well Lansbury won I thought that was a red all day long right in front of the press box and it looked like one of them horrible it wasn't just a little trip of the, no, it wasn't of the ankle was a it? pull of the shirt it was a it, it was a, a real swing and a, yeah. you know, a swing across and that could have been really dangerous for me so I don't understand that having said that you know it's gone we can't talk about it too much longer and, and Gary Monk will be disappointed to lose Triori for three games but moving quickly on Phil I mean it does open the door doesn't it now who, who do you think looking ahead to the QPR game could benefit from Triori being out of the team who can step into his shoes well I think that's a great frustration isn't it because we've finally seen Triori look like the player we wanted him to be and thought he could be and that performance against Bolton was match changing looking, looking ahead I like, I like the shape that Monk's going, kind of reverted back to really he's, he's tried and tested 4-2-3-1 now we could argue all day long about the rights and wrongs of formations, but I didn't think Borough looked particularly comfortable in the 3-4-3 three, three, uh, system that was flexible between defence and attack, you know, with Clayton dropping back mm. into the defence. Um, Borough didn't really... The players didn't look comfortable, and I think that's important that the players know their role. And I, I felt like certainly against Bolton, um, it's difficult to say against Villa because it was ten men after four or five minutes. So going off the Bolton example, I thought the players looked as though they were comfortable with that system and that meant you had a left-sided player in Downing and a right-sided player in Triori and then you obviously Baker in the middle uh, and they were all behind Asomba Longa who, who was working his socks off at the minute. Moving forward, um, you know, I think Marvin Johnson's starting to stake a claim for the team. I would personally persevere with the personnel who played at Bolton at Villa so I would stick with Downing for the time being on the left. I would stick with Baker in the middle. I think he deserves an opportunity. You know, if you chop and change every week, you never really find out what a player can do. And then you're talking about the right-hand side. Probably go with Fletcher. I think you pay £7 million for a player who's got a little bit of Premier League experience. He's got a fair bit of Championship experience. He does like to play wide, or he can play wide. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't necessarily have a look at Fletcher in that position. Uh, and see how he goes on, and you know, and then maybe look look to give you know potentially give Marvin Johnson another half hour, depending how the game's going. Uh, you could also possibly leave um, Downing out, play Fletcher on the right, and Johnson on the left. Bamford, Bamford to come in. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I like Bamford. I'm a big fan of. He's, he's an intelligent footballer, but. Do, is he, the, is he a right-sided player in the mould of a, a, a proper winger? I think, I think well, what I've liked about Borough is, is, is over the last couple of matches, they've got what you'd call proper wide players in wide positions. And Bamford, for all his strengths, isn't really a wide player. He's more of, a, he's more of an attacking player who comes in off the right, isn't he, um, when he plays in that role. And I think that you know, seeing somebody like Troyari race to the line and whip over a cross... Uh, is, is, is a wonderful sight to see and, and, and a, a genuine way of creating goals so I don't know what you think personally I would, I would be tempted to give Fletcher a run on the right um, I, no, I understand your point about out and out wingers but I don't agree with it and this is why I think that I've seen nothing so far this season to suggest that Borough are a better team without Patrick Bamford in it now if you look at the games that he hasn't started in Wolves away I think there was absolutely no link between the midfield and attack Preston at home thought there was no link between the midfield and attack and then obviously he, he hasn't started the, uh, the last couple of mm. games 
Um, I think Patrick Bamford has to be in that Borough team somewhere. Now, I don't see any problem personally in him playing on that right-hand side. Certainly with Traore gone, that's why he played a lot of his football in 2014-15. Scored a lot of goals. I know he's better up front, but I, I don't think Patrick Bamford will, will mind saying that Sombolong is a better fit as the number nine. Can Patrick Bamford play the number 10? That's certainly an area I think is a, is a possible. Um, but I think he has to be in that 11. He's the only one of that front line where he has a little bit of a positional nous, I think. He has an intelligence. He drifts into the, to, to the spaces. And I think he's, he's shown that kind of intelligence on the ball a lot more than Baker has at the minute. So I would certainly play Bamford. Um, back to the, the formation point, I think I agree with you. 4 2 3 1 is definitely the, the best system. And the reason for that is there seems to be a lot more clarity about the midfield. The problem with the, the 4 3 3 or the 3 4 3, whatever you call it, Monk's system hinges on Christie and Friend or Christie and Fabio bombing on mm. and offering the width. And as a result of the three in midfield, I thought that they were stuck between a rock and a hard place. So do I go forward and break towards the box or do I try and cover for my fullback? Wasn't a clarity, but that in a 4 2 3 1 isn't an issue because the two sitting know what their roles are, they know they have to cover for the fullback. I agree with you. I think, I think four two three on is the way forward. But I, th- I mean, I, th- I, agree, I, don't, I don't disagree with your point. I think probably what you'd have to do if you brought Bamford in on the right for, uh, for argument's sake is is probably go with somebody with a bit more pace on the left mm. than, than Stewie Downing because I do think that if you've got say Baker, Bamford, and Downing as your attacking three midfielders, it's not natural pace. It's, it's going to be you know you lose. You already lost Triore's explosive pace. There's some belong, of course. You don't want him spending too much time tracking back. You want him in and around the box. So I think I don't say you know I take the point about Bamford. He's a very good, intelligent footballer. Um, I think you'd probably have to look to make maybe you know two changes if that's the case. Though I think Marvin Johnson's an interesting one because yeah. he has only played. I mean, what it's probably less than fifty minutes of mm-hmm. football for Borough. But during his time on the pitch in the two substitute cameos, not only is he broken his duck and scored a goal albeit you know, fortuitously but a poor goalkeeping but he scored a goal and also he's shown his ability with the ball at pace on the counter attack obviously Lansbury got sent off that's testament to him isn't it because he probably came at the borough and he was the last person that everyone expected to, to get into the Monk starting line but potentially I mean he may feel rightly that he's He's the number one challenger, isn't he, for Triori's swap? Yeah, probably is. I mean, what I like about Johnson is, is that for me, I think he's the kind of player that he's the kind of signing Borough haven't made often enough over the last 10, 15 years. There's been focus on, you know, McLaren's time, it was, you know, going out to get international footballers, paying big wages. And, and you know, that, that, that was in, in some respects a shortcut to success. But it also backfired in terms of you had, for me, players like Rockenbach, who never really looked as though they wanted to be at the club, Michael Wright to get people like that. I never thought Borough were clever enough in, in signing the Tim Cahills of this world, dropping down a division or dropping down two divisions and, and bringing on players like that. Now, I think Mar- Marvin Johnson is exactly the kind of player a club like Middlesbrough can target. It's a, it's a very reasonable transfer fee if he turns out to be half the player we think yeah. he might be able to be. Uh, and and you're absolutely right. I, I firmly believe you go on players who are really staking a claim. And, and so far, as you say, it's only a relatively small sample size. But to me, he looks like a player who really wants to impress. He looks as though... It's funny enough, it reminds me a bit of Stuart Downing when he first was on the fringes of the first team mm-hmm. at Borough. The man in possession was... Um, 
was Bola Bola's ending. Um, obviously, a big, a, not a big money signing because he was alone, but a big a big wage signing. Yeah. Uh, he was an international, of course, come from Chelsea, and Steve McLaren was clearly reluctant to, to to move him off the left side. But when Downing came on the pitch, you know, whatever age he was at the time, twenty twenty one, whatever he was, he just ripped it up, and and you kind of felt, hang on a minute, he needs to be in the team. Whatever else you do with everybody else. He has to be in the team, and and I think if if Johnson continues the way he's going at the moment, it's going to make an unanswerable claim. I think it's going to be interesting to see who comes into the the squad to fill Triari's spot. Now, obviously, there's there's been two first teamers that haven't played in the last two games, which is Daniel Ayala and Adam Forshaw. Um, and and fair play, I, I agree with you. I think it's absolutely refreshing that a manager is saying, I, if you play if you play well, you are. You, you like will Fabio, play. For you will get the shirt. Yeah. Fabio's done that. You've seen Downing come from the cold. Even Triore came in from the cold. Look at people like George Friend. He had a, a difficult game against uh, Preston, didn't he? And now mm. he can't get in the squad. I think that's really refreshing. That's the right message for Monk to send out. Having said that, if Borough uh, continue to play well, the likes of Ayala and Forshaw, seasoned first team f- footballers. They um they have a really difficult time coming up, don't they? You'd imagine yeah. Forshaw might come back into the squad certainly um, against QPR, but I mean in the case of Danny Ayala, very difficult, isn't it, when a team's playing well and you're not in it? Yeah, I mean you, you know Shotton's knocking on the door, isn't it? I mean I think what what you know often people look at benches and think that's a real sign of the strength of a squad. And I looked at the bench at Bolton and it was you thinking most managers would absolutely yeah. die for a squad, you know, for a squad like that. You know, you've got Marvin Johnson on the bench who we've just talked about, um, Patrick Bamford, Ashley Fletcher, yeah, <laughs> Ashley exactly. Fletcher Johnny Housen, seven million pound signing. Housen, you know, he, he's a vastly experienced Championship player. So, you know, Borough's squad is there, and, and and I think Monk's absolutely right to go with the players who deserve to be picked. You can't be seen to just favour players because you know you spent a lot of money on them. Um, and I think you know you talk about Ayala, but Dale, how harsh would it be on Dale oh, Fry to lose his place after coming in doing so well? I mean, you know, he's another one who, who, who if he's good enough, deserves to play. Ben Gibson, of course, we don't yeah. need to talk about him. His, his records there for all to see. I think I think someone like House, sorry, House, well, Housen, but going back to Forshaw, you can see Forshaw being involved because. You've got players like Clayton and Ledbetter involved in a position where you will pick up yellows. We already know that Clayton's got four, hasn't he? Yeah, so he's one off a ban. He's yeah. one off a ban. Um, Ledbetter, you know, he's not getting any younger. He's got the kind of legs, you know, he's had a tough year coming back from injury. You can see a player getting a chance in those positions and then and potentially staying there if he does well. But I think at the back at the moment, you know, you'd have to think the next cab on the rank for centre backs is shotting, isn't it? Because he's the signing. And I, I don't know, I've just said you can't choose signings against players who are informed. But Danny Ayala's had a difficult few seasons. When he's good, he's good. But he misses too many games, as we've seen. You know, it was a frustration with Karanka, wasn't it? Yeah. I think personally, there's a real player in there. Mm. Danny Ayala, big, tall, awkward. Gets it. You know, he can. He, he, you know, get, he's, he's, he's a handful in either end of the pitch. Um, but you'd have to think Shotton will get a chance to show what he can do. I think there'll be a little bit of to and fro in January. I can mm. see at least one or two players going, and, and possibly maybe one coming in as well, um, depending, of course, on injuries. So. I think Monk's got the kind of problem, again, the cliches, he's got the kind of problem every manager loves, which is he's virtually got two players for every position. He's got good players who aren't in the team. You know, it's a luxury that virtually no other championship manager that I can think of has got. 
and um, it, it all boards well for the future I think it's interesting to note obviously Tuesday's game in the, the Carabao Cup against Villa that will be an opportunity for you'd imagine uh, the likes of Shotton mm. Forshaw Real are all to get a game even the likes of you know Lewis Wing who, who keeps tearing up on the 23s glad you mentioned Darren Randolph earlier on my ears twigged up because I think he's been nothing short of phenomenal since he's come in really has you know was under the radar when he came when he actually joined I thought but he's been absolutely nothing short of sensational again he was brilliant at Villa um, interesting that Borough could uh, they could equal a 26 year club record when QPR come to town um, if Randolph leaves the pitch with a, with a clean sheet um, it'll be four home clean sheets to start the season Last time they did that was ninety one, ninety two. Mm. Um, are we seeing in Randolph just how crucial it is? It sounds a very simple thing to say, but how crucial it is to have a good goalkeeper. Yeah, I, I think I think um, the value of a good keeper, uh, uh, and what about my good keeper is a keeper you can rely on. You can't can't be understated. I'm, you know, I, I always felt Valdez was okay last season, for example. Um, you know, people said I had a down on him. I didn't have a down on him. I thought, you know, he used to be a world class keeper. He's now just a steady keeper. I didn't think he had, you know, he didn't, he didn't disgrace himself very often. But also, did he not? He didn't also pull off too many, you know, what I class as world class saves. And the saves he made were ones you'd expect him to make. Um, now I'm not saying Randolph's the finished article yet, as far as Borough are concerned. But I like, I like what I've seen so far. He knows his game. He's experienced, but. Is, is, is kind of at his peak really isn't he age wise more or less you know for a keeper um, I'd, the only worry I have is if, if he gets injured you know and, and I think Borough are thin in terms of cover they've got Dimmy who's not getting any younger and who's really not played a great deal of football and I know we all love Dimmy and I think his story is a fantastic one but you know heaven forbid if Darren Randolph was you know sidelined for six months would Borough want to go into the rest of the season with, with just Dimmy um, are you forgetting you, Thomas Myers though? well Thomas yeah, I think everyone's letting me forget Thomas <laughs> Myers because uh, he's a mystery man isn't he but I, th- I think Randolph's a great good news story Borough spent a bit of money on him you know it's, it's not it's, it, championship wise it's a fair amount to, to, to pay for a player but it was it was clever money because they were signing the ready made article yeah. and I think we all felt didn't we last season that Borough signed too many players who weren't either better than what they were replacing or ready for that level of football and I think what they've done this season from what we've seen so far is by players who when they come in the team they, they affect the yeah. team they either improve it or are certainly no worse than what's already there so, yeah. so to me it's a, it's, it's a really positive sign that so, you know Borough are still continuing to keep clean sheets despite changing a few personnel at the back yeah I think I think the sign tried and tested haven't they we've said that all along and, and one thing my favourite Randolph moment so far I'm sure many people don't have a favourite Randolph moment but I do uh, it was in the, the draw against Preston and it was obviously at the time like, Preston were, were much the better team and were absolutely peppering Borough certainly down that, uh, that down their left hand side on Christie's side Um and I think Jordan Hugill just glanced ahead of wide and Randolph went sprinting out of his area to shout at his defenders mm. to say, you know, come on, switch on. Really like that in a goalkeeper. I, I fully agree with you. I think that good goalkeeper will save countless amount of points. You could even argue that Randolph saved Borough a point on Tuesday with a couple of fantastic saves. So, you know, don't want to curse the lad, but I, <laughs> he's the one that I've been most impressed with this season. Looking at Saturday's game against QPR, it's going to be kind of back to a typical championship game for Borough where the owners are going to be on them to attack QPR sit 
with 11 points sitting in the table the same number of points as Borough have got 10 of those have come at Loftus Road they've only picked up one draw away from home given given the, you know, the, the attacking luxuries that Borough have do you expect QPR to set up with two banks of two banks of four or two banks of five even to uh, to try and yeah I mean, Holloway, Holloway's a wily old fox isn't he and um, you know they've got problems having their injury wise as well and uh, I think I think if you if you gave him a point now we'd take that all day long wouldn't he you know Borough have got talented players as we've discussed they're at home um, I know they've you know dropped points against Preston but. Um, I, I certainly think Borough will have too much for them in terms, or should have too much for them. You know, you, you can't always legislate when a team does do what you suggest, which is put two banks of four out and you know defend with nine, ten, eleven men. Um, I think to Borough, it's a game Borough have to win. Um, I, I don't look so much at where Borough are at the moment. I look at the gap between Borough and the top two, um, and it's, it's you know still in you know in touching, oh, six points is it? Yeah, five or six points, touching distance, a couple of results at this stage of the season. It's no disaster. But you, you know, and Cardiff dropped points at the week in midweek, didn't they? So and Ipswich have fallen away a little bit, but Leeds have hit a bit of form. So you know, I, I don't again. While a top six finish wouldn't be a complete disaster, I think Borough have a squad capable of finishing in the top two on paper, and I think it's time they started showing that in terms of results. Bolton was a good 3-0 win but I don't think anyone would pretend it was a great game of football and I don't think anyone would pretend that for, for an hour Borough were three goals better than Bolton it was a bit of a grim championship str- struggle wasn't it it wasn't a great spectacle what Borough had is what we've been talking about all day which is is that moment of class that mm. bit of extra quality you know um, the Randolph saves that we've been talking about the fantastic breaks from Triori Sombolonga's excellent you know, headed finishes. Uh, finish uh, and then his timing for the second goal to be on the end of that low cross. So they're the things that will make Borough sit, that will give Borough an advantage. And I think against QPR, I don't see any reason why, you know, providing the play play anywhere like they can, they should be far too good for QPR. Well, Borough have got QPR at home and then two other home games before the next international break, which seems to be you know, very Coming soon, round, doesn't yeah, it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yesterday since yeah, I had yeah. to watch I enduring there's a few football matches between international breaks isn't it that these days yeah it's torture <laughs> but um, they also have Norwich and Brentford at home as well yeah. before the next stoppage so that's three home games where Borough should be you know certainly should be targeting nine points yeah, and then obviously whatever yeah. happens at Fulham is you know I think a point is a great result there as well um, but yeah I mean one I think it's going to be patience is the, the name of the game and it's QPR and I remember one of the last times Ian Holloway came to the Riverside he was a Sky Pundit a, a fairly controversial Sky yeah. Pundit if I remember as well and um, he was forgive me I can't really remember exactly what game it was it was in 2015-16 the promotion season and Holloway basically had a little bit of a nibble at the home fans mm-hmm. and said that he felt that the Borough home fans didn't help the team because they were they were too too expectant yeah. you know that's not the direct quote but yeah. he, he says that they were kind of on the players back straight away so I, I think that he will clearly have that in his mind and that will be his game plan but I mean I I, I certainly think that the fans have a role to play tomorrow I don't agree with anything that Holloway has said previously but but that's Borough are going to have expectation on them tomorrow, that whether they like it or not, and, and patience is going to be the name of the game, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think what fans want to see is, um, I mean, I think fans accept that you're not always going to be three 0 up after thirty minutes, but I think what they what they want to see is a team that looks as though it's taken the game to the opposition. I think it is frustrating, you know. We just talked about two banks of four potentially that that Holloway might set up. I said he's a wily old character. He'll know that, you know, it's you know it's the old cliche, isn't it, about you know. 
keeping the fans quiet in the first ten minutes, uh, turning the fans on the on their own team, and and I, it, to to me in some respects it's a backhanded compliment because you know Borough fans, ex, you know people see Borough as a big club, mm. they're, they're a big scalp. You know there'll be a lot of fans in the stadium on Saturday. Um, it's a big stadium. They're they're they're, they're a big spending club this season. They are seen as a scalp, so so I think you know it's a bit like you know when Liverpool or Man United or Chelsea are at home to 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 a much lesser opposition, the the, the fans don't bounce and sing and, mm. and chant for ninety minutes, do they? It's not a cup final atmosphere. Mm. If there is, there is an air of expectancy, and I think um, I think providing Borough start in the right fashion and you know push forward and look for openings and have the odd shot and win a couple of corners and, and, and get the fans feeling that there's a, now a momentum mm. about Gary Monk's team. I don't see any problems. Now, obviously, if, if QPR nick an early goal or fluke a goal or whatever, they, and then Borough chasing the game, that's when the frustration yeah. comes in, doesn't it? Or if it's still nil-nil with 70 minutes on the clock and Borough find it hard to open up the team, the opposition, then then it, the, the fans will will be a bit edgy. And, but again, that's that's what happens in a promotion Part campaign. Parcel, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's referring to the Karan career, isn't it? When Borough were winning a lot of games and expected to win a lot of games and had to win a lot of games to to, 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 to push for automatic promotion. You know, we think of the, the amount of games in those seasons that Borough won late on. QPR home, wasn't it a penalty? Yeah, it was. It was you know, a penalty. Against Warnock's team, yeah. who, 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 were, who were, you know... Sheffield Wednesday at home that season was a very tight game. Um, of course, the whole match when I yeah. return game. You know, a lot of games decided with late goals. So the fans, you know, it's, it is a 90-95 minute game these days. And if, if Borough win, if, you know, ideally it would be a little bit more easier than that. But if Borough won with a 93rd minute goal tomorrow, Perfect. you know, in a year's time, we look back at the stats. It's three points, isn't it? And a clean sheet again. You mentioned a quick start, and I think that it's kind of, there's a sense of irony really that actually I thought one of Borough's quickest starts this season was actually Aston Villa on, on Tuesday. I thought the start of the game, the first three minutes, very well. I thought Ben Gibson obviously had his, his head from the corner, it was saved. Um, that is something that, that Borough, had, I don't think, have started, have, have been brilliant at this season. They haven't started games. That, very quickly um, but, but the class has eventually shown through in the game so I want to see that I want to see that change against QPR I want to see Borough fly out the traps um, but moving quickly on the, the final touch on QPR is they are short of centre-backs I mean Nedema Nuaha the, the QPR captain is out and I think he's one of four or five centre-backs that are out one player that is fit and will undoubtedly start for QPR is Alex Baptiste now, um, I spoke to Alex earlier in the week and we've done a piece on the, the Gazette website. It'll be on and on Friday evening uh, about his time at Borough. And in his time at Borough, some you know, comes down to one competitive appearance. I mean, it's, it's it, 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 it was, it was awful, yeah. wasn't it? I can yeah. still hear that crack oh, at, at York. Yeah. And he was quite philosophical about it, but it's really, he had rotten luck to hear, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, it's awful when you hit one of, you know, and that just, you know, we... We're all guilty of sometimes criticising footballers, and we look at look at it from the outside and think it's a lovely way of life, and it and it is in a lot of ways. But you know, you know, it's also a career where you 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 go in, go into a friendly at York in the summer. You've joined a new club. You're excited. You, you're fit. You've had your pre. You're in pre-season. You join you joined a club on the up, and within minutes you're getting carried off on a stretcher, knowing that you're probably going to be out for at least a season. Yeah. You know, and, and that you know that. that you know, potentially your career could be over, um, and I don't want to be over dramatic, but that's why I don't like tackles like Lansbury's the other night. Mm. That, that you get, you know, that that if if if, if you know 
you can go over and dislocate an ankle very easily in football when you're running at full speed. A young player like Johnson, yeah. you know, gets caught, and 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 that's that's your season's hanging by by a thread, isn't it? Your, your career. So I feel desperately sorry for him for what happened at Bury. He never really got his career up and running here once that happened. Uh, for obvious reasons, and then once you know, once he was fit, Burrard moved on a little bit, hadn't in terms of personnel. And um, by all accounts, he's a nice guy. You'll know better than me, having spoken to him um, on the phone this week. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a sad story. But I'm pleased that his career is back up and running. And that, you know that he's he's found a, a good club, QPR, a mm. decent sized club. Um, he's not the youngest player, is he? T- so he's doing well to be playing still at that level at that age. Um, but it just didn't work out for him, and um, you know, plays. You know, again, football is a funny business for for players. It's fickle. You know, you can be flavour of the month. You know, look at George Friend at the moment for for for, for just about all his time at Borough. He's been first choice left back. He's mm. been a fan's favourite. We love him. He loves the area. He's said all the right things. We, you know, and suddenly he's probably thinking football. He's had a bad season in the Premier League through injury. Yeah. His season never got going. He's now sat there thinking, I've lost my place. Where's my career going? You know, it, it, you know, and and it's not like you know we can't. You know, a lot of people can just go around the corner and hope you find a new job. You know, it's not simple in football, is it? Because there's only eleven players in the in the team, and you know, particularly for you know a successful team, you, if you lose your place, you might be out for another four, five weeks, six weeks, six months. Who knows? It's mm. it's 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 a difficult career. I've no I've no doubt actually that, that Baptiste joined the club in, in the summer of 2015 and I think if, if he was still fit he, he would have been eight or correct his first race right back that season but you know bar none um, and I think that, that that's what makes it really gutting because you, you just don't know how his Borough career would have would have unfolded I'm pleased that he's got a club like QPR obviously he's been reunited with Ian Holloway who, who we had that sensational time at Blackpool with um, but yeah really nice guy and, and apparently um, you know, Aitor always said that he actually played a, a very big role behind the scenes mm-hmm. at Borough in that dressing room as well um, himself obviously Damia Rabella and Reese were all kind of injured at the same time and uh, anyway Baptiste talks about that as well um, so we wish him all the best but, but not on, not on Saturday afternoon um, and this is going somewhere I promise obviously on the subject of right back I think it's important to end on it's a position that Borough have struggled with, let's say, over the last three or four years. Probably longer than that. Actually. I think didn't I talk play fifteen different right backs or something? Yeah, I've been going back. I've been covering Borough since like, you know I've been the Gazette since ninety nine and covering Borough since two thousand and two thousand and one, something like that. And they've always seemed to struggle to find a, a you know a really reliable. Um, Proper fullback. They've had players who have played at fullback and done okay, but you know, a proper fullback. You know, um, I remember when they had uh, um, Danny Mills from Leeds on loan, mm. and you know, he was he, he did well. But you know, Stuart Parnaby made it, made it, made a good fist of it. But really, it's a position they've struggled with, and the right side in attacking positions as well. Funnily enough, but they've got one now, haven't they? And Cyrus yeah. Christie, because yeah. I think he's. I think we have to end on him because I think other than Randolph he's been absolutely excellent for Borough so far this season I think the biggest compliment you can pay him is that many, you know, he, when he arrived from Derby everyone said oh well you know, he's going to be a squad player he's never going to break in front of George Friend and Fabio and look at him now he's one of the first names in the team sheet isn't he? Yeah no he's, he's done, a, done a great job and an example of a player who, who uh, comes with a bit to prove and a few Derby fans were having a pop weren't they when Borough signed him saying you've got you know, nothing more than a squad player and but Touchwood so far, he's been very good. He's, he's, he's reveling in his role. He's been given a bit of a license and um, more power to him. End of the curse, hopefully. Yeah. Anyway, here's the three points on Saturday. Thanks for listening.